Hello, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today for Reading the Gospel, we are looking at the gospel as it was presented to Adam. So last time, one of the verses that you mentioned at the end was Revelation chapter 14 about the eternal or everlasting gospel. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying that the everlasting gospel is an overarching theme that uh, is like a thread going through the whole Bible history. Yeah, and so today we're going to start at the very beginning as we make our journey through the Bible. So uh, just for anyone who's unfamiliar with this or a recap for those of us who are familiar, uh, Genesis 1 and 2 describe how God creates this universe, creates Mm -hmm. this earth. He creates uh, the earth in seven days, well, six days, um, finishes with the creation of a man and a woman named Adam and Eve. And they're placed in this garden and... God gives them a job to care for the animals, uh, to rule over them, and they're given one thing not to do, and that is do not go to the tree of knowledge and good and evil, and do not eat of the fruit there. Uh, there so we find in Genesis chapter 3 that they don't listen to this. Um, Eve goes to the garden, and, you know, this... I. I think it would be hard to find people in the Western world today who don't have some basic understanding of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eve goes to the garden. She sees the the serpent in the tree who talks to her. She um, ends up taking the fruit that she was told not to eat. She eats this fruit. Then she takes it back to Adam, and Adam eats this fruit. Um, so can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, what compelled Eve to disobey God's commandment and eat from that tree. So when she saw the serpent, um, she saw something that she did not expect as he's speaking, um, you know, he's taking the words of God and changing the words of God. It says, uh, when she saw the serpent, he was beautiful. Um, and, and so she, she desired that knowledge of good and evil that, to be like God. So, um, and based on her curiosity and desire, um, Satan built on that. He was the old serpent, right? Um, Built on that and induced uh, doubt. Is it true that God this? Did he really say that? Little by little, leading to this idea that God might be hiding something from her, something that uh, might elevate her to a new um, level, to a new sphere of existence, something that keeps her happiness away from her. And what's interesting, she seems to add to the the biblical account that we have, God says, Mm -hmm. do not eat of the fruit. And she's telling the serpent, don't eat or touch. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Satan's cunning and he uses this. He's like, well, I'm touching it. I'm not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so she, she added on and he's using this to draw her out into a place of doubt, mm-hmm. into a place of um, curiosity. And what is the consequence of eating from that tree, disobeying God's commandment? Well, and this gets back to one of the uh, pillars of the gospel that this is a sin. This is uh, separation from God, and and the wages of sin is death. 
Mm-hmm. And we find this later that um, once Adam and Eve had eaten the fruit, they, they look at themselves and they realize that, that that clothing of light or that covering that they had on them is no longer there. Mm-hmm. They feel naked. They feel ashamed. And so they go and they, they make clothes for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they start blaming each other. Yep. They start. And then when God comes in the evening to find them, they're not there waiting for him. As they used to. Yeah. They're hiding. They're hiding. And and so this is what brings us to this interaction where Adam is introduced to the gospel. Okay. Um, Genesis 3.14 is where we're going to start. If you want to follow along with us as we read, um, we invite you to do that. Uh, I'm going to read from uh, New Revised Standard Version. Genesis chapter 3, verse uh, 14 and 15. So uh, Eve said that uh, the serpent um, uh, trickled me and I ate. And and God said in verse 14, the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you, talking to the serpent, and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. So, Josh, I see a bunch of curses here. Where do you see the good news? Where do you see a gospel? Well, the gospel is sprinkled within the curses. Mm -hmm. Um, And it... You know, this is what I love about the Bible. It there's a little detective work, and with a little detective work, you can find um, some amazing concepts and amazing truths. Um, the enmity, uh, enmity is a deep-rooted hatred. Um, it, it's not just a dislike. You know, I dislike mushrooms but I don't enmity mushrooms. Uh If someone puts a meal before me that has mushrooms in it, I'll eat them. Uh Um, And and I'll be thankful for the meal, but, you know, it's not an an enmity. Yeah. yeah. Um, And um, you like to be a detective to go for the deeper meaning. Let me stay at the surface with a literal meaning. Yeah. Um, I like this idea that the enmity will be in between. Mm-hmm. It was not God who planted that enmity in Lucifer's heart to make him Satan, mm-hmm. right? The enmity that the Bible talks here is between two people. It's, it's a dimension of re- a relationship. Yeah. And uh, did you see that enmity in the garden um, a couple of hours before when Eve was walking around the tree of knowledge and talking so nicely with Satan? It wasn't visible there, but it was there. Uh In what way? Well, Satan had separated and removed himself from God, so Uh Satan had that enmity. But it was not on Eve's side. Not yet. And now uh, this enmity is promised to both of them. Yes. So do you want to say that this enmity is the good news? I, I believe it is. You know, a deep-rooted hatred of evil mm-hmm. is good news. In what way? It makes us desire 
change. I mean, we we look at our lives, look at uh, probably the number one New Year's resolution is to lose weight, Mm -hmm. right? Why? (laughs) Because we're not happy with the weight we've gained. We're not happy with where we're at. We want to be somewhere else. And, And the same thing's true with this. Our enmity towards sin, when I do something bad, I feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to keep doing that thing. And, and so that, that enmity helps us desire something better. So I see this uh, promise of enmity as an invitation to Eve to step into this great controversy, this cosmic conflict between the Lord and Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, this conflict was not quite visible on Eve's side or from Eve's, Eve's side uh, around the tree in the conversation with the devil, but it is going to be more visible. And uh, what I really like is the uh, the second part and says, enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. Yes. So um, let's talk about about the seed, as in New King James Version, or offspring, uh, as in it is in this translation. Yeah, and and so the seed um, again. This gets back to that detective work. When mm-hmm. we we look in the Bible, we can find out what the seed is. Is it Cain? Is it Abel? You know, who? Um, Both of them died quite you know early exactly um and and so if we go to galatians chapter 3 and verse 16 the bible actually gives us a description of that i have it here in new king james version that says now to abraham and his seed were the promises made he does not say and to seeds plural as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, which is Christ. So uh, both Adam's seed, uh, I mean Eve's seed, as well as Abraham's seed, is Jesus Christ. Yeah. So practically, uh, in this verse, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, Jesus Christ is being promised. And he is the core, he's the essence of the good news. Because yeah. the good news came through him. And the promise here is that the seed will crush the head mm-hmm. of the serpent. Wow. That the serpent's going to strike the heel, you know, and, and Christ on the cross. Satan seemed to have victory on that day mm-hmm. when Christ said, It is fiz- finished and breathed his last. Mm hmm. And he thought he had done it, he had overcome, but we know three days later, the grave opens, Christ reigns victorious over death, over sin, over, he's conquered the grave, and Satan's head will be crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the good news, this is the gospel. So it seems that you um, mentioned three good news, or uh, a good news in three aspects. Yeah. First was the enmity, Enmity is a good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is that alertness uh, that should be, you know, 
in our hearts and minds always that something is evil to stay away from it mm-hmm. the second is the person uh, Jesus Christ is being promised and third the uh, the final outcome uh, is being described here that eventually the serpents will be destroyed and so from the very beginning in the Bible we find the gospel being preached mm-hmm. this good news that um, God has set in motion a plan to save us mm-hmm. and that we do not have to die according to our sins mm-hmm. and this is this is good news for me mm-hmm. and I'm sure it was good news for Adam and for Eve uh-huh. yeah. so I, I have a question yeah looking at our lives uh, you know we have good days and bad days and good and evil are uh, still blended into uh, the fabric of life uh, mm-hmm. of what we do day by day and we turn on the TV we see bad news and good news and we have a tendency to focus on the negative what happens if we focus just on the negative we are filled with fear uh-huh. we are paralyzed many times we that, that fear st- keeps us from inaction or keeps us from action Mm -hmm. um excuse me and it changes our focus Uh from from hope and joy and peace if we focus on the negative we might miss the good news yeah i've seen christians or even non-christians reading this passage and they focus just on those curses and how hard it is today to 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 work the soil and to uh, uh, give life to children and they miss the good news yes and we want to share that with you today that our focus in life should be looking for the gospel that mm-hmm. good news our focus should be looking for good news in things that happen you know uh, we we are living in the end times mm-hmm. Christ is coming very soon and when we look around we can see uh, what what the Bible says that there will be wars and rumors of wars, uh, all all the pestilence and famines and all these things that are going to come, and we can get paralyzed by that. Mm-hmm. But we can also claim the the promise that Christ is coming, and, and so we do encourage um, others and and everyone to to look for that good news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's have a prayer. Okay, sure. And let's let's pray for the the ability to see the good news even in hard times. Mm-hmm. Father, I thank you that from the very beginning you you made a way that even when we make bad decisions, we can find forgiveness and we can find a new hope and a new life. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, I pray that um, in bad times in tough situations we will find the good news amen we will see the gospel we will see your hand at work and we will be able to hold on to what is good in the hope of that day when jesus comes again we pray these things in his name amen amen Amen. all right thank you everyone for joining us and we'll see you again next time and next time we'll go to one step further how the gospel was presented to abraham